This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good Risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back. This week, we are diving into a listener question that has to do with a really important person in their life not seeming to follow through on a life plan they have together. In the case of the listener this week, and I read the question yesterday, they are in a relationship with someone that they have a child with, and both of them have said that they would like to get married. However, it seems like there aren't steps being taken, conversations being had to actually make that plan and that goal become a reality. In the listener's question, one thing that they said is, I don't want to set an ultimatum, but I do want to have a conversation. And I'm really glad that the go-to isn't to set an ultimatum. Sometimes we need to set them and often it's not the first place that we go to. And If it is, sometimes that can be really damaging, right? So today I want to talk about what an ultimatum is so that you have a sense of that and so that we can talk about when do we use them and what can we use instead before we get to that point. Ultimately, boundaries and ultimatums come from some sort of issue around a limit, right? So we have limits Ideally, we set boundaries around those limits so that we can get our needs met. When we're setting boundaries, it's about us. It's about saying, you know, this is something I'm comfortable with. This is something I'm not comfortable with. And here's what I'm going to do for myself in order to make sure that that happens. And what I might do for myself is if you bring up something that makes me uncomfortable, maybe in those moments, I let you know that I'm not going to have the conversation anymore. Or maybe what I do is I leave the room. Or maybe I don't go to certain events anymore because people are always talking about things that really upset me and make me uncomfortable. So a boundary is about our personal responsibility to take care of our own limits. An ultimatum is a consequence for when a boundary or a limit is not being respected. Sometimes we rush to ultimatums too quickly. We get angry, we get triggered, and we might say things like, you know what, if you do that again, we're getting a divorce, even though we don't really mean that, and even though there hasn't been adequate conversation prior to getting to that ultimatum and that consequence. Ultimatums focus on the other person, and they don't really focus on your own behavior. So it's a little bit tricky, and When they're used out of place, it comes from a place of needing to control. The interesting thing here, though, is that ultimatums tend to control a lot less than what boundaries control. Because when we're trying to control other people, there is so much less we can do there because we can't really control other people. Whereas when we're working with boundaries and we're trying to empower ourselves to do what we need to do to take care of ourselves, taking self-responsibility, then we do have a little bit more control. Ultimatums tend to include a demand and a threat. And there tends to be a lot of underlying 
anger and resentment underneath them. When they are used in the right way, it's usually after boundaries have been made clear, somebody's continually disregarding them, and you don't really know what else to do. So an example of this might be something like saying, hey, dad, when you're around the kids, when you're around my kids, I don't really want you to drink. Maybe your dad has an issue with alcohol. I don't really want you to drink. And if you drink, then the kids and I are going to have to leave. So that's a boundary. Well, now let's say that it keeps happening and that following the incidents, you leave and then your father continues to text you afterwards saying, you know, I can't believe you left. This is so ridiculous. Da, 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 da. So you've set a boundary. It's not being respected over and over and over again. The ultimatum in this situation might be to say something like, if you continue to drink around the kids, we will not have a relationship anymore. I will not come over anymore. So that's an ultimatum. There is a threat in that, right? If you don't change, I'm threatening the relationship. And that's fair sometimes. And we don't usually want to start there unless there's something really significant and severe because it's not really fair to the other person and it's not really fair to you to go there. It's going from zero to 100. What we want to do is we want to learn to have conversations and set boundaries and problem solve with other people so that we can try to be successful with each other. Now, again, I'm saying this with the caveat of there's certain people that we can't safely do that with. And so maybe you do jump to an ultimatum more quickly. But going back to the listener question where they said, we have a child together, we both have the same goal and it's not happening. What do I do? If they set an ultimatum and said, if we don't get married by next month, I'm divorcing you. Number one, it's probably not actually what they mean. So what will then happen is it's like crying wolf and they'll go back and they won't ever actually have the conversation. Number two, it causes relational harm. So once that threat has been doled out, you can't take it back. It's always kind of there. Number three, it doesn't actually get to the bottom of what's going on here. And so what we're going to start looking at tomorrow is what type of conversation you could try to enter in with first before setting an ultimatum when you were trying to talk to someone about the fact that you thought that you were on the same page, but there's no planning and there's no action. I'm Liz Earnshaw and you can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. We love hearing from you. So please take a moment to leave a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom.fm app, the podcast player from the future. Go to Fathom.fm slash Good Risings, ask questions and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.